Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. The podcast jam-packed with golden retriever energy. Introducing your host, the golden boy himself, Retriever London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLennonSmith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as cervical dysplasia and the sixth sense and sensibility. So I'll try to temper my terminology to a simple one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Dr. Lennon, we are coming up on the end of our fiscal year, and so unfortunately, we need to actually check our inventory and kind of explain why a bunch of things are missing, just like we do every year. Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, the missing, okay. Yeah, so I mean, a a lot of these, it looks like you checked these items out and then never returned them, so maybe... Is Is this about the missing children? No, the missing children weren't ever, like, actually written down, so I think we're good on that. I don't okay. think the tax man cares too much about them. Oh, that's a relief. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, you haven't been able to find them? Well, like, they gotta be around here somewhere. That's what you keep saying, and I keep saying, I think they just went home. Like, I think they they just, like, they're just not here anymore. Yeah, I guess I, guess I shouldn't file a missing person's report if the, it's just someone visiting from another house, and then I notice that they aren't at my house anymore yeah um like they were just coming over to hang out have have cookies for the bake sale anyway yes the the thing's missing yeah i mean so the first thing is missing is the scalpel the jock talk podcast scalpel what happened to it i mean look i was in surgery and i had i was i was really trying to show off i i i swear i could juggle when no one's in the room i can juggle but I had so many people in the, the OR with me that I was juggling and like I, jo- I dropped one and it did stay inside of the body and I didn't, I didn't want to look weird or sa- I wanted to save face basically. And I was like, uh, where to go? And turned it into a magic trick. So that's, it's in a person is the answer. You dropped the scalpel or the ball in the person or both? Oh, I was juggling. Sorry, I should clarify. I was juggling scalpels oh okay okay that i definitely understand that and i definitely get the compulsion to do that and it's not unlike what we've talked about quite a bit on the show dr london the double split or the the double slit experiment about simply someone acknowledging something someone watching you changes the outcome of how these atoms work i I mean i guess you know to the credit of your earlier question because you saw me practice with the balls juggling scalpels is a lot different i learned like it feels different uh the physics of it feels different from yeah you said it hurts a lot more oh yeah oh yeah and like i bleed so much more like i i want to say like i didn't bleed at all with the juggling balls honestly it makes me wonder like why even do it at all but that's just one of the things that i won't understand about the medical industry i'm not a doctor uh, yeah, so that's it's a tax write-off, I think, now, because of that. Do you can you uh, read an item off the list? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this okay, I think this is on you. Um, 
there's uh, the bucket filled with wet cement, and it's it stays wet. The policy is to keep it wet. And so I'm wondering what, because I I don't think I have it. No, I mean I took it home. It's sort of the way. It's sort of like taking home the class hamster. Like someone has to still take care of it to actually maintain the moisture. Okay, so we so have continue- it. Oh yeah, I mean it's in my kitchen right now. I, yeah. I have the faucet dripping. Okay. Okay. Well, good because yeah, I was really worried about it. Uh, and I guess follow up on that is what's the name for it? Did we decide on a name for the bucket of cement? Oh, I was thinking Lord Reginald. Because I think okay. it's one of the classiest bucket of buckets of cement I've ever seen. Okay. And the classiest people alive are British people, and they're like fucked up teeth. Yeah. Yeah, I get. I guess just Lord seems like a pretty high title for like I don't I just don't see that specific bucket of cement as having kind of earned the lordship. You know, like usually okay. you do it through bravery. So. All right. Well, then let's go to the other side of the world. Lord with an E. So it's, you okay. know, like the singer, yes. Lord Re- uh, Reginald or whatever I said earlier. Yeah, you, you did say Reginald. Good. Okay. Yeah. So Lord Reginald. Yeah. Okay. The singer. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And I, I do think of the Lord with an E as being less than in that sense. So. And uh, Dr. Lennon, I've been wondering, because I've been wanting to use this. You... You checked out the reverse Urkel machine, like the you know on on Family Matters where Urkel would get in that machine and become a cool guy. This was a machine where a cool guy goes in and becomes like a huge dork. And I know you had tried using it; and it just malfunctioned. And you said, "I'm going to take this home and figure it out," but I haven't seen it since. And I'd really like to be able to use it so I can infiltrate some of these like nerd gangs that I keep hearing about. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I have been trying to reconfigure it. Um, it. It started to turn me into like just a really uh, a short king, basically. Oh. Like I became very short, but like proud of it yeah. and aggressively proud of like it. Like Humpty Dumpty. So, yes. Yeah, the, the ultimate short king. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Humpty Dumpty. So like, um, and I, I, but I did find a way to reverse it, which is why I don't look like him now. But... I do like a lot of my instinct. It kind of leaves the inside similar. Like I am pretty Uh, insecure about my height and about falling off of stuff. Yeah. Walls. And I'm scared of like horses and men trying to put me together. That doesn't seem like a new thing though. Okay. Yeah. No, I guess, I guess thinking back, uh, that, that has always been kind of one of my top fears. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, is, is there anything else on the list? Unless you, unless you see something. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. There's. Yeah. Uh, the microphone cleaner. Um, I don't think we need it. Really. I don't. I don't know why we clean these. My things. mic has been getting a really good stench lately that I've been really appreciating. It's got a nice layer of film over it. It's. We talked recently about you know uh, cast iron skillets. How you're not supposed to wash them. You're supposed to let them soak. And I really think something's interesting going on with our microphones. Yeah, microphones. The cast iron skillets of the studio. Yeah, I mean, well, the cast iron skillet is the cast iron skillet of the studio. Yeah, sorry, we yeah we use it a lot. Because I mean, do you not want fajitas? Is that what you're saying? Because I'm trying to make these. No, fajitas. no, 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 no. Sorry, no, you've made your point. Okay. You've made your point. Okay. Anyway, so that's our producer, Cameron. Also with us is Digital in the House. Humpty Dumpty. 
Humpty Dumpty. The ultimate short king. Alright, uh, Cameron, Cameron, are you back? Did, uh, did you, did you manage to, to beat the, I'm sorry, we, we have a sponsor. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 what's up, I'm back. Yeah, just, um, so, normally we, we kind of talk about the sponsor together, but like, I know last time you were a bit preoccupied with this crow, did you, do you feel like you accomplished, because last time you were like really tr- trying to show how smart you were through brute force, but it seemed like the crow was really getting the best of you. Um, no, uh, I mean, I would definitely say that. I mean, so, I, you know, I went into this situation thinking that crows were my enemy. And now I'm sort of coming away knowing, hey, no, crows are my friend. They might be a little bit more superior. Let me, hey, hold on, hold on a second. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. now, and, okay, and there, there is a crow whispering to Cameron. Okay. I don't, is that a whisper? I, I guess I don't know. Do you have any corn? No, it's, are you, did you decide, are you trying to join a murder? Because normally the kind of the, the lore is that they, you would bring shiny objects around and they would really like you, but it sounds like you are just trying to join and be subservient to them. Um, hold on. Okay. Okay. And then there's. Yes. Yes, that's true. The subservience. So what about the corn? Yeah, so um, so we're actually here to talk about Caldera Lab. They're uh, you know, they they help you to look great. It's a skincare company, um, and they they help you to have compliments guaranteed. So, you know, when when you go around and you make your first impression, that's the idea is that Caldera will help you to make a great first impression. Which I know you've been worried about the the impressions kind of pecked into i see the the impressions pecked into your head now from from your encounter with a crow well sure i mean i i wouldn't because again i was approaching them as if they were an enemy which i shouldn't have done and also my skin was terrible that day but i've done a complete 180 both with the crows and with my skin via caldera labs caldera lab great okay so Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare product. And I'm sorry, I should have answered your question. I don't have a lot of corn on me. That's Oh, you I don't have, have some, that. though, right? You said you don't have a lot of corn? Yeah. I mean, like, let me check my pocket. Okay, yeah, I've got, I've got a little bit of corn in my pockets, but I was... It is candied. Is that okay? Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Okay, look. Sure. Okay. 
I for a second I wasn't sure because you said that's fine and you did wait for a response. So both of you agree. Uh, yeah. So here's some candy corn. Um, so Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regiment leads off their product lineup. It's a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin, and uh, the regiment includes three products. It's the Clean Slate, the Base Layer, and the Good. The Clean Slate starts and ends your day. It leaves all uh, skin types refreshed with a face wash. Um, the Base Layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. And that's a point that I think I am seeing a difference in confidence from. Oh you now. yeah. After you've joined this. The term is murder, a murder yeah. of crows. Um, you do seem more confident, but it really feels adopted. It's the confidence of community, Dr. London, knowing that I'm no longer alone and operating as a lone wolf, but I have friends and family and support in this murder of crows. Yeah. Have you thought about like your wife and kids and their support? That they not, I have not thought about anything other than the crows since... I, the crows sort of won me over. They, you know, beat me, and then I woke up. Pat, Pat you beat you, yeah, yeah. Well, sort I, of with the spirit of a crow. When you say beat you, it was you wielding the bat. But yes, they jumped in front of your face, and so you did hit your face. Well, and then they grabbed the them. bat and then flew me up in the air, because I wasn't letting go of the bat. Right, okay. So they dropped me from a, I mean, not like a crazy high height. Yeah. Well, like they dropped but like you, 10 you feet go? or something. Yeah. Like, enough to spook you, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it hurt my, my like, shins and ankles, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so the good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night that helps your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. Every drop of the serum is packed with 3.4 million antioxidant units, protecting your skin. Uh, and the Caldera Lab Icon Eye Serum addresses the three most common skin concerns around the eye, which is fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. Now... I, I do have to wonder, did they go for your eyes? Well, I, to peck your I'm going to ask you that question because you can see them a lot more than I can. Yeah. What about my appearance makes you think yeah, well, I've I, like looked in a mirror and cleaned myself up since leaving to initially yeah, fight the crows? To go yeah. deal with, yes. Well, because, yeah, you were camped out for a while. It's, it's, I guess me asking you is like I'm trying to check if you can recognize yourself because there's a mirror directly behind me, and you don't seem to recognize the the form behind me. And I was gonna see if if you could even see any of it. I mean, I see that big like flash of light. Okay, uh, the, I can This is the sun. I okay. Um, because there there aren't any cameras here, like taking pictures. Yeah, I don't know if that's a mirror because I don't see myself in it. I just see the just sort of a bright light. Right. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, maybe you could benefit from this eye serum. But uh, Caldera Lab is a leader in men's skincare. It's made only with top tier ingredients. And clinical trials have found that 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for just a few weeks. Um, it's one minute, morning and night, to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. And just for our audience, we have an exclusive offer, and it's the best offer available anywhere. Use code JOCKDOC at CalderaLab.com and get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code JOCKDOC at CalderaLab.com and make unforgettable first impressions where compliments are guaranteed. Which, like, if, if you've recently been in a crow attack or ad adoption, I guess, uh -huh. in your, your case, Cameron, then, you, 
like the compliments are guaranteed eventually, like compared to the state you're currently in. Right. I mean, obviously I'm new, so I'm in the sort of hazing period. Like, obviously yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, getting sort of getting the brunt of everyone's jokes. Getting but, uh, yeah. yeah, but um, I, I, I'm, and everyone's the, the jokes are made by the crows at you. Yeah. Throwing acorns at my head. Things like that. Those are f- funny jokes. They yeah. laugh. One does it, okay. hits me on the head. They all kind of go, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I have heard a lot of crow laughter. I didn't know what it was from, but it was just. It was from crows just, laughing. I mean, what, where yeah. else would it be from? That's the one well, place guess, crows laughter comes from. Right. Okay. Well, I get 20% off at calderalab.com with code JOCKDOG. And later, Cameron tells me that we can expect a special guest. That's right, Dr. London. Yeah, so I do look forward to that. But before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. So for a long time, our listener demographic was primarily composed of lead paint drinkers. But in our efforts to cater to them and their preferences, we found that we were neglecting the many bot accounts that download our podcast. So this week's feedback comes from a bot on YouTube named Dan Kreller with a comment on our video entitled Sheila Speaks Sasquatch. The comment reads, quote, lay off the glue, end quote. So uh, thank you for for starting off. Thank you so much for this comment, uh, because every time we get a little bit of feedback, we can tailor our podcast, tweak it, change it ever so slightly to appeal to these, uh, these people with the feedback. So we are listening to you. We are taking you seriously. Uh, and we, I guess we will lose, we will use less glue on our artwork and logos and, and things. Um, I mean, yes. Ev- so every week, you know, Dr. London is, is kind enough to put together like all the social media stuff and all the stuff by gluing all these things together, your little artwork and projects, and then scanning it into the computer. Well, it's because like not everyone can, yeah, no one can, not everyone can afford Photoshop. And like, I don't. I don't think that that's well known. Like there is a price, there's a paywall to that thing. Like I, not everyone just has it. Well, and you even keep saying, and you're like, and even if you get it, what are you even supposed to do with it really? And anytime I try to like start to explain, well, you would just do this work on the computer rather than using like physical cardstock paper and glue. Yeah, I'm like, well, just I have the glue here. I have so much glue. Well, by that point, you've already left yeah. the room usually. Well, yeah, because I got glue all over my hands. Yeah, you're trying to wash it off. Yeah. So anyway, to that listener, uh, to that uh, Dan Kreller, thank you for listening. Now for today's medical topic, facial nerve palsy, or Bell's palsy. Facial nerve, uh, facial nerve palsy, Bell's palsy, classically presents as paralysis of an entire side of the face. Okay, so most cases are idiopathic, meaning that we don't know the cause, but some identified causes include Lyme disease, sarcoidosis, herpes zoster virus, and tumors. Uh, but unlike Bell's palsy, a stroke, just to differentiate, a stroke will paralyze only the lower half of the face because the upper half of the face receives innervation from both cerebral hemispheres. So if the patient can wrinkle their forehead on the affected side, worry about stroke. Whereas the inability to wrinkle the forehead on the affected side indicates Bell's palsy. Um, And that's important because stroke, you can go to the hospital and like reverse it. So if they can wrinkle their forehead, that means hospital. Like real quick, I mean hospital anyway, but 
I mean, if just wrinkling your forehead cures it, why do we need to go to the hospital? This is another one of your, oh, a home remedy is perfectly fine, but p- please give me money. Yeah, well, Ploy. I'd say like th- these patients who have Bell's palsy will struggle pretty hard to get that wrinkle going. That's that's the thing. Like, you know, this is I don't know. But it's easy for them to hop in the car and just drive to your office, huh? I see how it is. Yeah, well, and I'd say maybe this is a case of you know your privilege talking, Cameron, because not everyone can wrinkle their fort. Not everyone can do Photoshop. Not everyone knows all of this stuff. Yes, they do. Another good counter. Okay, no, I, I do see your reasoning there, and that that's a fair counterpoint. Uh, so, two additional features of Bell's palsy include hypercussis, so sounds maybe extra loud in patients with Bell's palsy because the seventh cranial nerve normally supplies the stapedius muscle, which acts as a sort of shock absorber on the ossicles of the middle ear. Uh, they can also have taste disturbances because that same seventh cranial nerve uh, it supplies the sensation of taste to the anterior two thirds of the tongue. So. Uh, testing is not typically done for Bell's palsy because of the characteristic presentation of paralysis of half the face. The most accurate test, if asked on exam, is electromyography and nerve conduction study. And treatment is with prednisone, but even without treatment, about 60% of patients fully recover. Yeah, and so. if you want the treatment. I mean, people, Dr. London, people pay like cos- co- cosmetic doctors money to paralyze their face with injections and stuff. Yeah, so you, you think that maybe, it, well, this is an argument against the wrinkle policy. It's, it's why I would say just check with a doctor, honestly. If, if you find any parts of your face paralyzed, that's, that's worth checking with them about. I, I would just say reconsider. You just saved a bunch of money that you don't have to go to a plastic surgeon for or whatever. Okay, yeah, I honestly. Or a Botox lady. Mm, okay, I, I, to, to each their own, honestly. I, I guess in this case. All right, uh, Cameron, you said that we have a special guest today? That's right, Dr. London. All right, uh, hello there. My name is Dr. LondonSmith.com, and this is our producer, Cameron. What was your name? Hi, I'm Loretta Bub. My friends called me Letta. Okay. I'm sorry, is that just to clarify on the last name? Uh, I know your friends don't call you by your last name, but, uh, well, here I am. Is it, how many T's is in that? That is three T's, yes, three T's and but. Okay. No, re- no relation to Howard E. But that's that's two T's. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, I thought it might be related to like, uh, and I, I hate to teach anatomy here, but like, there's actually a portion of the body that's um, anatomically named something similar. So uh, that's actually what I thought of. Um, you thought that's what she was named after? Like that's not even her family name. It's just they decided her last name was now the body part yeah she went to the courthouse uh, so i like, want to apologize all just up front for dr london's behavior he is so medically focused that he doesn't understand how basic things like names and stuff work you know producer cameron i went to middle school it's fine i've heard it all before so do you say and dr london do you say middle school is, or medical school both uh okay i'm actually i was a child prodigy i was a doctor by the age of 16 ah okay because I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get through middle school, but I did. So, okay, like, it's not, it's not a contest here for who had most education. Um, well, if it was, I would be winning. Dr. London, there's no reason to feel insecure about your lack of, you know, 
education experience. You have two GEDs. Okay, can I can I come clean here? I borrowed the other GED from Cameron, and like it's not even a good one. Yeah, and you found the second one. Uh, but I I do have a doctorate. The doctorate's fully real. L- Loretta, what brings you to our show? Well, producer Cameron, thank you so much for having me. I am the founder and head researcher at the Institute for the Linguistically Unstable, or IFLU, as we like to call it around here. And I just came on today to talk to you guys a little bit about that. Okay. Yeah. Linguistics. Okay. This is helping for people, helping people um, learn to speak w- b- b- good well, you, you could say that. We don't really like to use terms like good. That's very prescriptivist. But we did notice that people are talking weird these days. You know, you have the millennials who will watch a movie and then suddenly they have that accent for the rest of the day. And we really we have resources to help them through that. You have, you know, some of our celebrity partners like Madonna and Lindsay Lohan, who has been on our board. They've had some interesting linguistic journeys. We're not entirely sure why they've changed accents so many times, but that's one of the things that we're, you know, getting funding to study further. Um, But really, the genesis of this was that I had an accident, a medical accident. Yep. Uh, It was. It was 2020 and I was on an electric scooter and because I was just trying to get some fresh air and I came across a squirrel. Yes, right. The fresh air. Well, I came across the squirrel who also wanted the same air, apparently, and I had to choose between hitting the squirrel or hitting the brakes. So I said, Lord, help me choose. And I hit the brakes and then I flew over the handlebars of the electric scooter. And there I was ass up French kiss in the cement. And I just I was in a coma for two weeks. It's true. And now the coma is not why I talk like this. It's because my wife at the time uh, did put on the Turner Classic Movie Channel for the entirety of my coma. And when I woke up, I found that, you know, I was just really linguistically volatile. And sometimes I would have this accent and sometimes I would have a transatlantic accent. You just never know what's going to come out of my mouth. And so that's really why I founded this institute. Do you do you feel like you you take on the accent of the last movie you just saw or is it just totally random? It's a little bit of both. It's it's I'm very sensitive to it. So if I watch a movie, um, that will definitely trigger something. But it can also just be in conversation. You know, maybe if we're lucky, it'll happen here today. Can't I really can't control it. It's you know, it's one of those things. But that's again, that's what we're we've been getting funding and working on a grant so that we can try to study this further and figure out why is it that some people are a little bit more sensitive to shifting their language than other people. Okay, and I, I don't know if this is deliberate, but how is the squirrel? Because, um, you whenever you chose to not hit the squirrel, uh, like was it for nothing? Like, did is the squirrel okay? Well, the squirrel's divorced now. Um, oh, I did find that oh. out. You know, had it been my choice, I probably would have. I probably would have. You know, hit it and then just take it home and cooked it up for dinner. I but do you have, asked God. Yeah, yeah so and, and God said, "Become a vegetarian." Me. And I did yeah. mishear him when he said that. I became a lesbian instead. But right. you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seasons of it. Yeah, four seasons yeah. of it. Yeah. 
just to clarify here, you weren't married to the squirrel and now are divorced, right? No, two totally separate relationships. I want to be clear. I have never had relations with a squirrel or any member of the rodent family. Okay, writing that down real quick. Because um, that's, most of my questions were about that. Uh, yeah, let's go through the list yeah. real quick. What about canine family? Is that anything going on there? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, producer Cameron. My wife was a bit of a bitch. All right, so linguistically unscathed. I know I have occasionally dealt with this issue before. Uh, sometimes even as far as pitch in a conversation. And I have wondered, uh, because in med school, we don't talk so much about the linguistic stuff because it's usually not, I don't want to make light of it, but it's usually not considered a life or death thing. So it's not as focused on it. I, put it more into morbidity the mortality as an issue which i Um, I mean i would disagree dr london is not being able to say help that could be a life or death situation i knew i liked you help this squirrel this squirrel's in front of me if i'm unable to say that i could be in a world i could be end up in a coma you know producer cameron if i could have just had a conversation with that squirrel if it could have communicated with me this whole thing could have been avoided you know so language really is life or death and i i knew i was gonna like you producer cameron you see you see where i'm coming from you know i try I do to appreciate I, I try to have the common sense take dr london is oh medicine oh money oh uh the, my books say this whereas i'm just a regular guy i get the regular guy's opinion so so the just to go back to that you were saying if the squirrel could communicate then it's something because your choices as you put them were two you could have put the brakes which is what you did and i guess if the squirrel could have communicated it you're betting on it saying go ahead and run me over don't hit the brakes well i do think some squirrels have irreparable thoughts of death and i do believe that everybody should be entitled to end of life decisions including squirrels and you know that squirrel could have been having a bad day i could have put it out of its misery i could have saved it from divorce see this is where we differ a lot because i think it should be a physician assisted suicide not a pedestrian a cyclist this is the money thing again it's okay you can do this cell you can do this thing at home you can do it diy but let's go to the doctor's office and pay all this money Ugh. I just I think under the proper supervision it's safer. But I I do I I do agree like if you are able to, you know, the the squirrel has a uh, intrusive thought. Sort of like when you're driving down the highway and you're like, what if I just drove off this bridge? And in the same way that when we have those thoughts, we should just follow through with it. If a squirrel would to suddenly think, maybe I'll just die. You should be able to just finish its life right there. With a scooter. It's true. I believe in autonomy for squirrels and for scooters and for lesbians but nobody else that's my firm belief well i was about to ask about the sexuality between lime scooters versus bird scooters if there was a difference there or if it's all scooters are included in this well i think it's very clear that lime scooters are for straight people that is a heterosexual brand i just you know it's it might be a fruit but it's not a fruit you know what i mean i get that I, I, you say it's so clear, but this is a world I just don't know as well. I, as so straight white, I like I, I recognize that I don't see it the same way. Um, I'd, so, so, not not to sound mean here, but like, you think it's clear? I don't think so. 
And maybe that's why it's good to talk like this, good to communicate about, you know, scooter sexual preferences. But I mean, all this to say, so, so Dr. Lennon, you had mentioned before that you sometimes struggle with this same, not ailment, but same condition of changing accents. And I've noticed it with your, your job after you get out of the hospital, when you go to like birthday parties and you do your famous, I mean, I, I don't know what to call it, but your accent suddenly changes and you're just like become Mickey Mouse. And these people like pay you to do that. I'm sorry, did you just say you come in Mickey Mouse? Yeah, Dr. Linda, did I say that? It's uh, because that would be a queer relationship, Dr. London. Do we need uh, to discuss this okay. further? How do I say it? I mean, t- short answer, yes. Like that. Let's let's. I don't want to hide what happens, but like, uh, Mickey Mouse is very old. Like, it's not. People want to paint it like, oh, he's appears so young, childlike. No, very older than me. So, um. Who who made this about age? I just, I assume that that's what everyone's going to go I after. Yeah. I s- well, a- age gap relationships are definitely a hot button topic in society right now. Um, and we would not want Dr. London to get canceled. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. If it's not the age thing, then what's the problem? I mean, I th- now I'm bothered by the age thing because clearly you already had that on your mind. And he is 120 years old. And Dr. London, you are famously 14. So, and I, and I was very worried. People would think it's, you know, a 13 year old. I'm like, no, no, 120, 120. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, so that part, sure. Uh, does it come up in conversation? Do people think like, oh, what do you even talk about together? And I'm, you know, I'm like, well, we, we just scroll TikTok together and that's yeah there's not a lot of talking yeah. you know that's the same thing i do with stuff. my wife we scroll tiktok together and then we yeah. get in arguments she yeah. does not care for the kind of content that i enjoy yeah so oh and th- people need to talk about these algorithm divorces mm-hmm. these couples that break up because they're just algorithms are just way too different i did hold a lot of resentment towards sue because this would not have happened to me if she had just watched hdtv but no, she had to watch the Turner Classics movie channel, May You Rest in Peace, uh, you know? And it's just, uh, that was really difficult for us to get over. All right. Well, uh, I think that's that's all. Um, so thank you so much, uh, Loretta, for coming on. Um, is there anyone that you want to give a shout out to? Anyone you want to plug? I would just love to thank you both so much again for having me today. And I really want to give a shout out to lesbians because I think they're just great and people do not shout them out enough. Okay. So. Except for Sue specifically, you are not included in that group that is getting the shout out. Wow. Okay. Uh, harsh. Um, and so, so a full group of people and then not one person. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and I guess DJ Dylan, if you could restrict the, that one listener. Uh, from listening to this episode. Yeah, DJ Dylan, go ahead and ban Sue. Can you go ahead and ban Sue? Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. Uh, Thank you so much once again to Loretta Butt. Uh, Thank you to our producer, Cameron. Thank you to DJ Dylan, the host.
Quidditch.